0: Welcome to the Making Artists Podcast, where artists learn how to stop starving, struggling, and aspiring, and instead, start making. You don't need a fine arts degree, a trust fund, or a more supportive family to be a successful artist. You just need to let your creativity lead you all the way to the top. I am fellow artist and professional certified coach, Nancy Sun, and I teach artists just like you how to make art, money, and an impact without giving up or burning out. Listen to learn how. Hey, artists, just checking in. What are you up to these days? It's November at when I am recording this podcast, and I am based in the U.S., And many of us here and in the Northern Hemisphere are moving into the winter holiday season. For many, the winter holiday season may have already started. Uh, A lot of uh, business and e-commerce have started already celebrating the holidays as soon as Halloween was over, which just can increase any thoughts that you might have, or at least that I am having, about it being the second to last month of the Gregorian calendar, it being the end of the year, and if your brain is anything like mine, when it thinks about the end of one year, it also thinks about the beginning of the new one. And it's this way that people think and artists think about the holidays endings, and beginnings is what inspired this episode, because this episode is about time. This is also my way of starting a conversation about balance, which my Instagram followers also requested a few weeks ago. Um, My IG handle is at the Nancy Sun, and in my stories, I asked What did people want to hear about and discuss on this podcast? And balance was one of the requests. You can always share future requests with me via IG, and I'd love to actually hear any thoughts or feedback on this or any other episode. Anyways, I'm talking about time because frequently time is what we think of or how we measure whether or not we believe our life is in balance. So people will think their life is in balance, depending on whether or not or how they've invested their time into their professional, creative, or their personal development, whether they've given equal time and attention to their relationship to their family, friends, partners, and themselves, or whether they've spent time on their physical, financial, mental, emotional, and or spiritual well-being. And when they think that they have given all of these areas some time or perhaps even equal amounts of time, in 24 hours, so in a day, or in seven days, so in a week. That's when they think and conclude, my life is in balance. And for artists in particular, artists usually think their life is in balance when they've given their creative endeavors some time or as much time as they've given their day jobs and their personal lives. And a lot of times, this is what artists come to me for. They usually come to me because they want coaching on how to create that balance and create that time for their art. So I have a lot of experience supporting artists, creating time. I've helped writers have consistent writing practices off the clock while they're also managing their corporate life, getting promotions, raises, becoming a manager, traveling, changing employers. I've helped podcast producers create space in their calendar for their own productions, their own passion projects, and in other mediums. And I've helped actors create time for the audition life while managing the demands of a survival gig, or actors create time for other mediums beyond just performing. So that said, I thought it might serve everyone and be particularly timely, lol, get it, (laughs) to discuss time and balance today with a narrow and urgent focus on what it looks like and how to do it during the holidays. And that's because I witness a lot of artists experience imbalance during the season the holidays usually means that whatever time a human has reserved or wanted to spend on their art now competes with family time with travel time rest time and sometimes even financial time depending on what you might be doing as your day or side job so for instance one side gig that I had earlier on in my creative journey was a front of house restaurant gig. And the holidays usually means this is a time to make bank. There are corporate parties, there are family parties, there are lots of celebrations where people are spending money, which can also mean bigger checks and bigger tips. So during the holidays, that can often compete with the time you want to spend on your art or on your rest because I had the thought, I'm leaving a lot of money on the table when I choose to not work New Year's and I choose to go out and spend money on New Year's instead. So I'm just sharing my experience so you know you're not alone in trying to balance and and manage your time in the next six weeks to two months. And as a coach, I'm gonna share two phenomenons I see too many artists do in the last six weeks of the year, which I think is responsible for and creates the imbalance that artists don't want. And these two things have the same root cause, that I'm gonna share with you today so that we together can uproot this whole system. So the first thing that I see many artists do is give up. They just give up. (laughs) They just give up on their creative practice, give up on their creative dreams. They just decide, I'm just gonna do the holidays and I'm just gonna do maybe my financial responsibilities, I'm gonna do the bare minimum and make up for it in the new year. And I want you to consider that when there are six weeks left to the year, six weeks left out of 52 weeks, that means 11% of the year is still up for grabs and is still up for making a contribution towards your 2022 goals. So when you decide to give up and quit, you are leaving so much opportunity on the table. This happens when you see Thanksgiving, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, etc., cetera, and all the accompanying holiday travel, parties, et cetera. And even if you don't personally observe these holidays, this happens when you decide well the rest of the world is out of office so you're just going to be out of office too now i don't have anything wrong in the event that you are choosing to prioritize these holidays prioritize your family however this is the trap that i want to be you to be wary of because this, this is what i hear um, as the inner monologue of someone who is choosing to give up as opposed to choosing to empower family time. They call it, you know, I'm going to give up or quit. And it is when you decide that you're always going to quit with six weeks left in the year because you are relying on the new year, new you energy in January to make up for the past six weeks, you are asking your 2023 self to do more work. Because your 2023 self might actually also want to give up early. Six weeks left in 2023. And now you're asking the 89% of the time that you want to be on for your creative career, to take care of the remainder of the goal that you've set for 2022, and carry 2023's goal, which then will likely bleed into 2024. So I'm just gonna share with how I see that choosing to give up early, having that belief and having that thought may not actually serve you. So the other thing that I see artists do in November and December is the absolute opposite of giving up with six weeks left in the year. And that is to hustle through the last six weeks of the year. You know that you are hustling um, when you have what I call pinky in the brain energy. And I may be totally aging and outing myself as an elder millennial when I reference Pinky and the Brain. So for those who don't know what Pinky and the Brain is, it is a Warner Brothers cartoon about two mice. One is kind of an evil genius mastermind. He's the brain. And they spend the after hours late into the night planning and plotting to take over the world. Now, You know that you're in hustle energy during the holidays. When you decide, oh, while everyone else is quote-unquote wasting time celebrating the holidays, you're going to use the next six weeks to get a head start on 2023. This is the end-of-year equivalent to going into the office early or staying in the office late. So outside normal operating business hours to get stuff done that you believe you can't get done when everyone else is online, emailing, texting, messaging, and pinging you. So you are using the next six weeks to get a head start on 2023. And these two beliefs... Quitting early or hustling through the holidays are actually two sides of the same coin. Both of them come from the belief that you need to borrow from or lend time to yourself in order to get shit done. Both come from the belief that fundamentally, as opposed to everyone else who may have enough time in the 365 days in a year, you don't have enough of it. You either need to borrow time from your future self when you give up early, or you need to give your future self more time by preparing for 2023 six weeks in advance. So ultimately, I want to invite you to consider that What creates imbalance in the way that you spend your time and how you might be spending the next six weeks comes from the belief that you might not have enough time. Now, this could be melting your mind right now, probably because it's different than how you have been thinking about and relating to time. You probably have been relating to the sentence, I don't have enough time, as the conclusion you reach from your life experience and not the belief and the cause that has been driving and creating your life experience. So for the rest of this podcast, I am going to offer you some thoughts to shift your relationship to time away from, I don't have enough of it so that you can finally have the balance you crave. So the first major headline thought to shift your relationship to time is that you create it. You create time. You have time when you make time, when you create time. The way you spend your time does not get created without you. When people hear this for the first time, it can really create a lot of space to start assigning blame. And I want to invite you to use this concept not to blame yourself for how you have been spending time but to actually use this as an opportunity to call you into responsibility to call you into stewardship for how you will create and spend and have your time moving forward. And I want to acknowledge that part of you already believes that this is true. You create time, even though you might not have been embodying it fully. I know so many artists who already believe this, And I know they do, because they would not come to coaching for me about this, or you would not be listening to this podcast if you did not believe that you can make a difference in your relationship to time. So really, I'm just calling you into further cementing your main character energy with time, into being the protagonist, into being the person who gets to say, how time goes. I'm inviting you to step into being the subject of the sentence. I have time. I create time. As opposed to time happening or not happening to you. Life happening or not happening to you. Taking you from being the object of the sentence to being the subject of the sentence and the subject of your life. And this is an incredibly foundational concept on which a lot of the other thoughts will rest. So feel free to just stick and practice this, to believe that you have sovereignty over your time, and consequently, sovereignty over how your life goes. And once you do that, you get to do other things with time, which leads me to The second thought I would invite you to have, which is expand your timeline. A lot of drama is simply being created by you believing that December is the end of something and January is the beginning of something else. We're just totally just giving our power away to the Gregorian calendar which is something we already know to be imperfect, because why do we every four years have to add an extra day? So it is not even an accurate marker of our rotation around the sun. And why are we marking time (laughs) by how long it takes for us to fulfill one revolution around the sun on this I don't know, a piece of space dust called Earth. So I want to invite you to expand your timeline and not just get into the pool with uh, holiday marketing and capitalism on the urgency that thinking about December 31st can create or January 1st can create. And while we're here talking about expanding our timelines, I'd like you to consider having a more expansive time marker than probably what you're used to, which is a day or a week. So 24 hours in a day or seven days in a week. Usually, I say this because a lot of times, I LOL, a lot of times, frequently, (laughs) clients will come to me and decide they're not experiencing balance because they have not practiced their creative practice every day to move the ball forward, or they haven't given enough time in their week to their creative practice. And I want you to consider that these units of time, this 24-hour period, or this Monday through Sunday seven-day week period is not something that you necessarily have to abide by. You don't have to choose to measure your time this way when you decide how your time goes, how you want to create time. As a kind reminder, the emphasis on these particular units of time 24 hours a week, or even a quarter, are all things that have been offered to us in this capitalist economy, in this post-industrial age economy. So this is these are just units of measure that we have inherited because it was most beneficial to a factory way of working, to you, If you were a worker at Henry Ford's automobile factory, it was a great way to measure as a manager how productive your workers were. And I want you to consider that this may not actually be the best measure for how productive you are and how much time your art needs or your business needs of making art needs. You can expand your timeline so that it actually serves you and your creative genius, as opposed to imposing these time constraints on yourself, just because they're common time constraints that other people abide by. I'm gonna give you one example. I had an amazing client who has structured her time this way. She spends a good chunk of the year freelancing, working as an independent contractor for other companies, doing non-creative work. I think this person would call what they do not creative, or at least not creatively fulfilling for her. However, when she works this way, It gives her the financial resources to then create a gap in time between clients, between projects for her to work on her art. And in her case her medium is photography. So if we measured if her life was in balance or if she was creating time for her art when it so happened that she was in her freelance independent contractor season, we might say that she's not an artist. However, she has a more expansive timeline. She's looking at going all in on serving her finances for a certain chunk of the year so that she can go all in on her creative life, on her rest for another X window of time. So she's looking bigger picture, more expansively, structuring her time in seasons, and this is only something she has access to when she believes that she is sovereign, steward, and creates her own time, and that has a more expansive timeline that she's playing with. So my artists, I wanna ask you, In the event you were not bound by December end of year energy or January new you, new year energy, how would that change the way you want to spend the next two months? And when you expand the timeline and allow yourself permission to think of seasons, how does that change the way? You want to spend, again, these few months or this upcoming year, whenever you want to begin the idea of a year. I want to point out this is very different from the give up or hustle conversation earlier, which stems from the root of I don't have enough time. This belief comes from a sense of time sufficiency. You do have enough time. How do you want to measure it? How do you want to create it? And how do you want to spend it? Another way and another thought that you can try on to create time is to reinvent how long you think it takes to get something done. A lot of times, this is kind of like our relationship to the Gregorian calendar, You just assume that however long it takes you to get something done is just how long it takes to get that thing done. Like suddenly that amount of time is fixed, fossilized, and is essential to the task. And I want to challenge you that that's not true. Just because that was the first time it took you that long to get something done doesn't necessarily mean it will always take you that long to get something done. You can decide how long and how much time you want to give that thing. I'm going to give you an example that some of you might in fact be using as evidence that no, you actually don't get to say how long it takes to do something. And my example is simply traveling somewhere. You might argue, hey, Nancy, per Google Maps, this is how long it takes me to get to my final destination, to travel through space and get to my desired location. And I'm going to argue with you that that is not necessarily true. Google gives you options. You can decide, do you want to walk there? You can decide, do you want to take public transit? And you get to decide, do I want to drive there? And each of those options offers you a different amount of time it takes to accomplish the task of getting somewhere. This probably is most easy to see when you're taking long travel, i.e. holiday travel. And you know, the impact of, for instance, me traveling to California, how much of a road trip that would be over several hours and several days to travel from Brooklyn, New York to Northern California. And instead, I am choosing to take a plane. And I believe that the flight is going to be give or take six hours, depending on if we're traveling east to west and west to east. And we're choosing to take a direct flight. So again, this is probably the most efficient and effective use of our time because we're not the kind of people who would make an investment in, for instance, a private plane. We just don't have the money. I don't think we would want to spend the money because I've been told, per my husband, that private flights are at highest risk of crashing. So I'm totally okay with spending six hours on a plane and being the kind of person who shows up early so I get there at least 90 minutes in advance and take an Uber. I'm totally happy to do that instead of road tripping and taking the maximally long amount of time. Now where can you apply this principle to other slices of your life pie? to create balance, time, and space with your creative practice, whether it be creating art, whether it be marketing your art, whether it be selling your art. How can you, from the belief that you are responsible for how your time goes, what decisions can you make about how long something will take or how much time you want to invest in it? As opposed to just assuming, hey, that thing takes this amount of time. No, you take the amount of time with that thing. And the final thought that I want to give you is it's okay and you're allowed to ask for help. To be resourceful and use your resources. Whether that be other humans, whether that be technology, etc. So for instance, in the case of travel that we just discussed, I am being resourceful and using other resources, including other businesses, other companies, other humans to support me being most effective and efficient with my time. I am investing in a ticket. I am transacting with a company. I am getting the service of time travel <laughs> by choosing a plane instead of a car. And that is something that I'm willing to outsource. I'm not going to learn how to fly a plane. I don't not going to rent a car and drive a car. <laughs> I'm willing to outsource that transportation skill set for Let's say, oh God, I don't even know the price of holiday tickets, but I'm just going to make up a number. Let's say for one person, $600 round trip. So I want to give that to you so you can start to think about who and what can I ask for support on to create the time that I want to create. So to sum up, some thoughts I invite you to have around time beyond I simply don't have enough of it are I create time I make time I can expand my timeline and my time frame I decide how long something takes or how long I want to spend on something and I can use my resources. I am resourceful in solving this time problem. I have a time solution. So these are just some ways that I begin the conversation with the clients that I coach and the artists that I support so that they have space in their calendar to create the art, the money, and the life, and the rest they want. Okay, artists, so with that, I am wishing you an expansive, a luxurious, a freeing, a restful, a creative, a generative, a restorative holiday season. Thanks for listening to the Making Artists Podcast. Ready to start making art, making money, and making an impact? Visit makingartistspodcast.com. That's www.makingartists, plural with an S, podcast.com. Link available in the show notes. You can also stay in touch with me on Instagram. Just follow at the Nancy Sun on IG. I so look forward to the art and the life you make. Until next time.